From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. Once again, we count it a privilege to welcome you to another broadcast of Let the Bible Speak, presenting a series of studies on the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. Messages preached by Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns in just a few minutes. First, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought taken from the pen of the great 19th century English preacher C.H. Spurgeon and found in his collection called Faith's Checkbook. Our devotional for today is entitled, A Wonderful Guarantee. The text is Isaiah 41, verse 10. I will strengthen thee. When called to serve or to suffer, we take stock of our strength, and we find it to be less than we thought and less than we need. But let not our hearts sink within us while we have such a word as this to fall back upon for it guarantees us all that we can possibly need. God has strength omnipotent. That strength He can communicate to us, and His promise is that He will do so. He will be the food of our souls and the health of our hearts, and thus He will give us strength. There is no telling how much power God can put into a man. When divine strength comes... Human weakness is no more a hindrance. Do we not remember seasons of labor and trial in which we received such special strength that we wondered at ourselves? In the midst of danger we were calm. Under bereavement we were resigned. In slander we were self-contained. And in sickness we were patient. The fact is that God gives unexpected strength when unusual trials come upon us. We rise out of our feeble selves. Cowards play the man. Foolish ones have wisdom given them. And the silent receive in the selfsame hour what they shall speak. My own weakness makes me shrink. But God's promise makes me brave. Lord, strengthen me according to thy word. Seems like a tempest when no ways be. 
As believers in Jesus Christ seek to witness to the unsaved, they are frequently met by a variety of questions. These might include such queries as, Why did Christ have to be God? Did God create evil? Or how do we know that the Bible is the Word of God? Dr. Cairns answers these and many other questions on a DVD presentation called Q&A with Alan Cairns. In all, Dr. Cairns responded to over 50 such concerns. We're happy to be able to provide you, free of charge, a DVD containing all of these video portions, about five hours of guidance from God's Word for problems which face the 21st century Christian. You may have a copy simply by requesting it. Just ask for the DVD, Q&A with Alan Cairns. You may email us at info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. You may call us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. If you wish, you may write us at Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak. 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Here's an excellent way to provide scriptural answers to family and friends regarding the challenging questions facing believers in this day. Today on Let the Bible Speak, Dr. Alan Cairns will conclude a message called The Earnest of the Spirit, part of this series of studies in the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 14, the Apostle Paul speaks of the Holy Spirit as the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. The first three chapters of Ephesians describe the Christian's wealth, or what the believer has in Christ. 
The term earnest applies to the Holy Spirit's relationship in the Christian life. This word speaks of the Christian's partial entrance into this great wealth, of which the Holy Spirit is the chief part. In addition, the earnest is the believer's assurance of that great wealth. Finally, the earnest of the Spirit speaks of the Christian's promised inheritance of that wealth. Now, Dr. Cairns concludes this message called The Earnest of the Spirit. You know when Paul says the Holy Spirit is the earnest of our inheritance? Do you know what he's saying? He's saying God Almighty has engaged himself by the most solemn obligation to bring you to heaven. That's what he's saying. I use the word engaged advisedly. Do you know that this word earnest in modern Greek is the word for the engagement ring? When a young man enters into the promise of marriage and he puts that gold ring with all the sparkling diamonds and whatever on it onto the finger of his betrothed. He is giving her the earnest. Now I know that in our society that ring means practically nothing. It can be given and taken and given and taken until it's made a plaything. Remember that until very recent times, to break that was tantamount to breaking marriage. And indeed in English law, I don't know about American law, I'd have to let Tim come and talk on that, but I know in English law, even to this day, the suit for breach of promise can still be made and won. Why? Because that isn't earnest. It is an engagement. Could I say it very reverently? The Holy Spirit is the engagement ring that God has given to his people. God engages himself by the most solemn obligation. I will bring you to heaven. So the earnest speaks of our partial entrance now into our wealth in Christ. It speaks of our assurance, our perfect assurance of this great wealth. And therefore, finally and very briefly, it speaks of the Christian's promised inheritance of that great wealth. The earnest. What is it saying? The best is yet to be. The best is yet to be. I was speaking to an old woman up in Toronto recently. She's way up in her 80s. She's a great old soul. She's from back home in Northern Ireland. She's a great home baker. And every time we go, we enjoy all the Irish breads that she can bake like few people can. She was bringing me a parcel of this home-baked bread that we were bringing back down to Greenville. And uh, we got to talking. I thanked her for it, and she said, No, don't thank me. And on telling just what a joy it was to be alive and well and serving the Lord. She was just bubbling over with the joy of the Lord, ready to live and ready to die. Tremendous old soul. As I talked to her, I thought of the words that I have so often heard, quoted from Bob Jones Sr. When he said, The devil has no happy old man. 
you could say happy old woman. How true. As a minister over the years, it's been my privilege, more than my job, to visit many, many old people. Now, I'm very conscious that sometimes, especially young ministers, uh, sort of feel that to talk, go and visit old people, sort of a waste of time. There's so many other things they could be doing. But I started out my ministry as Dr. Paisley's assistant. And I always remember the first job I had was visiting an old couple. And they were really ready for death. It became a great joy to me to go there. Down through the years, when the Lord gave me the time, when I had just a church to look after, nothing else, I enjoyed going to talk to old folk. Listen to them. I learned a lot from them. But most of all what I learned was the joy and the peace and the assurance of people who had Christ in their heart and they were ready for heaven. I visited other old people who weren't saved. And I can say that Dr. Bob never said a truer word. The devil has no happy old man. Now he has young men who think they're happy and they're that stupid they fall for the lie. Yes. You get the crowd going tripsing around the dance floor, they think they're happy. The laughter of fools, says the Holy Ghost, is as the crackling of thorns under the pot. The fire is already kindled, and they don't know it. They have already become fuel for it, and they don't know it. But when they get to be old, the devil has no happy old man and even very few who can be calmed into thinking that they're happy. There's disappointment and bitterness and disillusionment and then only the darkness of a lost eternity to look forward to. For the unseen, the worst is yet to be. You take the worst condition into which a man can fall here. Let him be in agony of body. Let him be in turmoil of mind. Let him be in poverty of circumstances. Let him be hated and despised and cursed and tortured. If he's an unseeth man, nothing that he has in this life can be compared to the awful agony of a lost eternity. The worst is yet to be for the sinner. But conversely, the best is yet to be for the believer. Heaven itself. What is heaven? Oh, it's a place, yes. A prepared place for a prepared people. That's a true statement. What is heaven? Is there a new Jerusalem, the holy city that lies four square, whose foundations are precious stones, whose gates are pearl-hung, whose street is of gold, whose inhabitants are white-robed, whose songs are the greatest melodies ever known. Yes, those things are all true. Let me ask you, 
When you think of your home, what is home? Is home the carpet and the floor? Is home the velvet drapes? Or when your foot sore and heart sore, is home a mother's embrace or a father's kindness and assurance or the fellowship of those you love? What is home? Yes, there's a house there. Yes, there are pleasing surroundings there, but home is something much more than that. What is heaven? Well, let me prove it to you what I'm going to say the harder, the, the scriptural way, without making my statements. What is the down payment? What is the earnest? What is the first installment of heaven? God, the Holy Spirit. Now, remember, an earnest is a payment in the same kind as the rest of the payment. If God is the down payment, then God himself is the full payment. What is heaven? It's not so much the gold. Heaven is the enjoyment of our God without any alloy of our sin to lessen that enjoyment. We love him now. What will it be to see him face to face? We are blessed now in the presence of God. But what will it be when we stand immediately before him? The sweetest moments on earth. And I pity you if you have never known such moments. The sweetest moments on earth are moments when you are caught alone with your God. When the things of earth are held in suspense, when nothing matters but that you are in the presence of God. I want to tell you, my friend, those are earth's greatest experiences. But this is just the earnest. What will it be to be there? Heaven, our inheritance, Bless God, we will enter in. The Holy Spirit, the earnest. He says, now you have a partial entrance into this wealth. Now you have a perfect assurance of this wealth. But soon you will have the promised inheritance of this wealth. And that in its fullness for all eternity. Let me ask you this morning... Are you saved? You know, you can get baptized. That doesn't give you the Holy Ghost. You can become a Presbyterian. There are Presbyterians in hell. You can become a Baptist. There are Baptists right beside them in hell. You can be whatever you want to be among men. But I want to tell you, my friend, these things, however dear they are to your heart, they can't save you. I want to ask you, have you received the Holy Spirit of God? Are you born again of the Holy Ghost? Because if you're born of the Spirit, if you've received 
the Holy Spirit, then that Bible says that is God's earnest, the pledge of heaven to follow. How do you receive the Holy Spirit? You receive the Spirit of Christ when by faith you receive Christ. How do you receive Christ? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Dr. Paisley has a lovely way of summing it up. The way to heaven is Christ. The way to Christ is the path of confession. And as soon as you're found in your knees as a sinner, calling on Christ to save you, you'll be saved. And you'll receive the Spirit of God, the earnest of heaven itself. Make sure you're saved today. Make sure you're truly rich in the sight of God by having Christ as your Savior. listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We are here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. If you would like to receive our booklet, Separated Unto the Gospel, a booklet that sets forth the beliefs and standards of the Free Presbyterian Church, you may have a copy free of charge, simply for the asking. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak. (laughs) 